On this week's episode of Third Party Control Podcast, we talk about Returnal and the new Resident Evil Village. What did we think of these newest titles for the PlayStation 5? We also talk about chip shortages for the PlayStation 5 and how that has been affecting everyone currently in the market. And we talk about video game rental stores, specifically Giant Video Plus and Blockbuster. Find out our memories and history with video game rentals. All that and more on this week's episode of Third Party Control Podcast. Let's get it going. Welcome to Third Party Control Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse P.S. Libra with... And welcome back to another episode of Third Party Control Podcast, the podcast you come to for all the news, tidbits, tips and tricks, everything that you need to know in the video game world. We have some hot things to talk about, some new games we've been playing, all the good stuff. We got Joe in the house. We got Beto in the house. This is going to be one of the best episodes. Do we we have Corey in the house? (laughs) Corey. He's unfortunately not in the house. But if he was, it would just add an extra little sprinkle to this fantastic cake that is the Third Party Controller Podcast. Now, Joe's sleepy. You sleepy, Joe? No, but waking up. Waking up. And then uh, Joe's got his uh, monster and Bethel's got his cock drink, right? Yeah, I got my cock juice. Ooh, so let's get to it. Bethel? Hey! So I finally beat Yakuza Five. Oh shit. And it, it was it was nice taking a break from it because I was playing it too much. I was trying. I was kind of like, like the before I took that little break. I think I took like a two week break. I was forcing myself to play it because I just wanted to get through it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I picked it up again a couple of days ago, and I, I finally got into and into it and finished it. And uh, it ended up being a really good game. The story. I mean, it's still the story was a little bit like, I don't know, like like a lot of. Uh, plot twists not mm-hmm. not as much but still a good amount of plot twists but uh it was definitely a, a, a great game i really enjoyed enjoyed it story was great um i liked how it ended it had a very heartfelt uh ending to it it was it was it was very sweet mm-hmm. um but all in all it was it was uh it was a great game i uh, i still recommend it even though it's got a crazy kind of out not out there story but like a uh, just a lot of depth to the plot, but it was yeah. I enjoyed I enjoyed the shit out of it. And uh, today, in honor of the Mad Dog of Shimano, his birthday, Ooh. Uh, Goro Majima, Majima from Yakuza. I started playing a Yakuza Zero, but uh, I didn't really get that far in it. But I just loved so far that 
pretty much the first thing you do. I mean, you fight, kind of get the tutorial of the of the uh, the fighting mechanics, mm. and it's more. It felt more like six, right? It was more similar to the six. Did I remember it uses six's engine? <sighs> yeah. Okay. Because it did, it did have that familiarity to it with the the fighting mechanics, mm. and uh, but I just love the first the first thing. Pretty much, kind of like a first mission that you do is you sing karaoke, and it's like a <laughs> uh, a rhythm game to it, and it was it was a lot of fun. I really, I love I love the kookiness of that stuff. I so 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 far it's been fun. Um, like this, I mean, it's all Yakuza games. They could be you could easily like uh streamline some things um or even there there's like uh some guy that you meet that he's like oh hey come over here and like um fight for this little thing that i have so you can kind of get better at fighting or whatever mm-hmm. but it, it's really not necessary like he, he goes into detail of what what they what they do like uh like it's, i don't know it's like a fighting league or something yeah but i feel like that stuff I don't know. It, it, it could get easily cut out. You could just say, "Hey, I'm part of this fight fight league. Meet me here, and uh, I'll tell you more about it." Instead of, "Hey, let me tell you about this fight league right now," mm-hmm. so you can go to it. Like, no, I'm not gonna go to it. <laughs> if I want to, I'll go to it. But don't fucking like give me this whole this whole explanation of something that I really don't have any interest in. Yeah. But I mean, it's a small complaint. But that's that's something that I, don't, I really don't really care about the Yakuza games and like if like yeah like I said if if it's something that I'm interested just fucking tell me where to go and I'll go to it cause uh, I mean 9 times out of 10 these games like there's so much to it that I'll I'll go out of the way just to get to it like like sometimes I just randomly find like the the batting cage it's like oh we'll go play some go hit the ball a couple times oh, yeah I'll do that and it's like, like you'll end up kind of going through like a little bit of a rabbit hole when you you go there and then you meet somebody who's like oh i'm gonna keep doing this mission these little side missions so i feel like it easily just cut a lot of this stuff out uh in like a lot of cut it cut a lot of it out by just by telling you to go there instead of telling you to do that right now mm-hmm. does that make sense? no no i get you yeah yeah, yeah so but i mean I'll, I'll, it's still it's still a fun game it's it's cool seeing uh Kamurocho in the eighties. Like you see like all the styles and stuff like the punks and like the uh just how everybody's uh dressed and all that stuff. Like you kinda of see like the grittiness of Kamurocho. Do you that. notice how much dirtier it is? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Like it's like really like you can see like the griminess. I like that like when you're fighting you, you get money from fighting. Like yeah. uh, they don't they didn't do that in six, huh? No. They didn't. I don't remember that. Like, I thought it was pretty cool. You just like you fight people and you kind of get you're like. It makes it money. more like an old school beat 'em up where you would just yeah. Money away. yeah. But uh, I, I feel like it might be a little too easy. I don't know. I, I'm still like barely an hour into it, but I feel like it might be a little too easy to make money by fighting. But so far, it's it's been fun. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm going to get more into it later, but. uh yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I just uh, finished Yakuza, uh, start zero, go played some more Madden, of course. Uh, MLB the Show. Um, yeah, that's it. Bye, you, Joe. So full. Oh wait, uh, wait. Sorry. Uh, I forgot because I I started watch, rewatching from where I stopped. Uh, Curb your enthusiasm. Uh-huh. Have you guys ever watched that? I've seen thing. Bit, yeah. I haven't seen the whole show. I've seen, I, I've seen a little bit. There's one. It's in season six where they have a uh, 
where they kind of like bring in a, a family that lost their home and during like a hurricane. Mm-hmm. And that's season six, and episode two is when JB Smooth, uh, his character, uh, I think his name's Leon, he gets introduced, and it's fucking crazy how like six seasons in, and like one of the more popular characters in a show, like I've never seen it, never seen it anywhere else, but it's like uh, six seasons in, there's like one of the more more I guess recognizable characters in a show is introduced i'm like fuck that's that's something that that would have been established in any other show <laughs> would have been established like fucking season one or two I was like it's mm. really impressive that this show had been going on for six seasons and introduces a character like him mm-hmm. i just want to say like it's, it, he's fucking hilarious in the show yeah what i mentioned if you guys if anybody gets the chance to watch it watch it yeah i gotta i gotta get on it now that i have hbo max so yeah but you joe tofu um not a whole lot uh been I actually didn't play a whole lot. I wanted to play some more um, Resident Evil 7. Didn't really get to that. Got too um, scared? Yeah, too, too scared. Um, I just played some, played some more Madden. Uh, it was a pretty... That was it for me this week. I mean, as far as like gaming-wise goes, there was a whole lot. I did catch a couple of like uh, uh, movies, though, and uh, oh, okay. just watched some TV. Uh, I saw uh, the Mitchells versus the Machines. Have you guys seen that on, on Netflix? What? That's familiar. So it's a animated movie brought to you by the people that. I oh, want to say it's okay. I know what you're by, talking produced about. Produced by the people that did like the Spider. Yeah, Spider Verse. Executive produced by the Spider Verse movies. Yeah. Oh, how is it? Yeah. Uh, I watched it like on a whim mm-hmm. and not really. I think it was like Monday or. Yeah, it was Monday. Um, I just like, well, fuck it. Let me throw it on. I, I, in fact, I put it on just because, like, I don't know what this is. But I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm just, it looked, you know, whatever. I, I threw it and then I saw the trailer. Um, and it showed that it was, you know, executive produced, but, you know, produced by the people that did in the Spider-Verse. So I'm mm-hmm. like, sure, okay, I watched it. Uh, it's fucking fantastic. Yeah. yeah. It's really fucking good. Like, I laughed. I, I laughed a lot. <laughs> and almost all the characters introduced, there's a lot of really memorable characters in it. Um, and it was one of those ones where, like, I, 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 I saw the trailer and then I didn't follow up by going straight to reviews. I just said, fuck it, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. And I'm glad I did because it just, you know, for whatever reason, it just led to me being really, like, surprised. Um, mm-hmm. uh, didn't expect, like, yeah, this could have easily have been released in the theaters and with the right, like, like it, 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 I think it would have been popular. Um but uh, it's basically yeah the, the title basically kind of sums it up it's the uh it's a family uh like a very dysfunctional family that is kind of like thrust into like one of these like uh um what is it called uh the end of the world scenario apocalyptic end of the world scenario with um with uh not aliens but like an ai basically kind of sort of mm-hmm. like that but it's all done very. I, I thought it was done very clever, cleverly. Like you, you look at it like, oh yeah, you could have done that easily. Um, there's a, there's. I think I want to say Danny McBride is uh, plays the dad. Oh wow, um, cool. Yeah, Maya Rudolph voices the mom, and I'm not sure who the kids are, but uh, there's. Um, there, so it's this family, but at some point they they bring a lot a couple of. Uh, of ro- uh, like basically robots that malfunction and mm-hmm. 
the fucking robots are hilarious. Like really early on, they do things where I'm just like, this is fucking ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I really, I really liked it a lot. I, I would recommend anyone uh, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I want you guys to check it out. So you guys, it's on Netflix. Sure, I'll check on Netflix. I'll check that out tonight after this podcast. Yeah, yeah. me check it out sometime in the next couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, what is it? I think I let Bedlow borrow two months ago Tenant and uh, Shin Godzilla. You watch those yet, Bedlow? No. Okay, cool. Uh-huh. Did you finish uh, Persona 5? Yeah. <clears throat> no, not Joe. Still taking a break like I did with because of Zero or Five. And then so I'll you... yeah. But, uh, I watched some. How many games did you finish this year, huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Shut your whore mouth. I don't go uh, saying I'm going to finish these games. That's true. Joe <laughs> <laughs> already knows that he's not going to play anything. <laughs> I just kind of go about that. Yeah, this has actually been a very, very... Uh, I haven't really purchased any uh, any games. Uh, uh-huh. Although I did... Oh, I will tell you this, sorry. Um these uh, leagues I'm in a lot of these leagues they're gearing up already it's a very tumultuous time in the leagues everyone's gearing up for the uh, for the the newer yeah. Madden even though nothing's been announced yet yeah, it probably won't be announced until EA Play which is not until like July it's so, like three months away yeah I know no but it's, it's like three months away because they usually come out in August right yeah yeah, yeah it's three months away Jesus Christ really what see that's they- why that's why you know what you know what's funny because we talked about this a long time ago when we would we would review E3, and I always said, "Hey, is it important? Like, does it even matter to the average Madden fan when EA has these events? Like, oh, we're gonna talk about Madden for like 15, 20 minutes. And now, with how much time and effort you guys put into this, right now, what Joe is saying about, hey, these guys are gearing up. You know what? Yeah, I think anything that's talked about, there's a fan base that is interested in hearing about it. Mm-hmm. Well, and then like I think too, because of the fact that you know, like." it's been brought up it's like when the new um game comes out not everyone's going to be happy uh, like enjoy it well yeah be, be course, mad about everything that like, doesn't no, work most people aren't going to be on the lead console because uh-huh. people a lot of people still don't have a ps5 or an xbox yeah. uh, a series x so it's just one of those things where it's like a lot of people have been asking you like i know like a couple of the well-established leagues that i'm in have been like Hey, how many of you people are, you know, have, they're already asking the question, who's got a PS5? And a lot of these guys in these leagues who have had, like, places, like, established places are like, yeah, I won't, I won't be, I won't be coming along. Uh, our league had a little, had a little, the, the question got brought up in our league, which we finally got to 16, and then it's like, yeah, I don't know, last time I checked, there was only, like, eight people that, like half the league, only half the league had the the PS5, mm-hmm. and it's just one of the things. Was like, oh, what what's going to happen? Yeah. Um, one of my other leagues, they did a basically um, my Series X league. They, they did the question where it's like, oh, who's um, if you're going to you're, you're going to continue, you know, you know, speak up. It was already a next gen league, so like that that it was easier. Most people were like, yeah, 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 you know, we're all, and then they kind of like. Uh, in several leagues, they, they kind of do fun stuff where it's like, all right, well, you know, either you're going to trade in your team if you want based on seniority or you get to pick your team. I have a league where, like, you you announce your, like, the three teams you want 
and then based on seniority they go giving the teams out it was very interesting and then so some people didn't get the team they want at all and then they're basically like it's kind of how it is and then they throw in the like you can challenge someone for the other team and i'm like oh that's kind of cool like you make a thing of it and it's like they're all like the other person doesn't have to accept but if they do uh you guys can like play for the for the rights to the team and they're like we'll throw in discord cash which is like oh okay so they make it kind of an incentive thing yeah so it's it's kind of cool but um yeah there's that so that was like yeah that whole thing i was i really wasn't gonna bring it up but i mean it is it is true like it's very interesting to see what happens going forward actually you know what? i did try something uh i tried fifa 21 all right was I it did, free? yeah, because it's yeah, it's free to download yeah. on on Game Pass. I downloaded FIFA 21, and I played a game, and my first thought was, I've missed completely nothing in the last three years <laughs> since I played. I it I still enjoy it, yeah. but I was like, wow, I didn't really, I haven't missed much, because I was like, it's FIFA, it it controls really well, like yeah. I mean, it, it's spot on, but I was like, there's nothing. I felt that why, why I was like, damn, I need to get back into this. I feel like FIFA, especially, I feel like even more than Madden, like it, it relies on the ultimate team. Yeah. A lot more than than Madden. It's fucking I agree. Weird. But yeah. But um, yeah, I, I was like, yeah, I want to give this a try. <laughs> and I did it and I was like, well, I didn't, didn't miss much. <laughs> I really didn't. Um, but yeah. That's it. That's been it for me. What about you? Just for me. Uh, before I talk about what games I've been playing, uh, due to us watching the newer Mortal Kombat, it made me kind of think like, you know what? Let me watch the original Mortal Kombat, the first one that came out by Paul Anderson or whatever his name is, the guy who made the Resident Paul Evil movies. W S Anderson. Paul Anderson. Whatever, whichever Anderson, the shitty Anderson. Uh, <laughs> I watched I watched the first Mortal Kombat again, uh, from beginning to end, and even that one sucks. But it's better than the new one, and it's better than Mortal Kombat Annihilation, because you re I, I rewatched it, and I think Paul Anderson, the shitty one, is a horrible director. Like rewatching it, like shots and scenes are horribly directed. I think that movie was saved in the editing, in the in the sound mixing music, and um, just because. It was a simple story. Liu Kang, Johnny Cage, Sonya Blade, Raiden, fighting this tournament. Stuff that you know. Oh, look, there's Sub-Zero. There's Scorpion. Here's Goro. Here, You know, it was all simple stuff. It was saved by that. But when you really look at it as, like, how he shoots a movie, I'm like, yeah, this is the shitty director who does the Resident Evil movies. Like, you watch it. But it works. It all comes together. And a part of it is also nostalgia, too. Because when, when I rewatch it, I'm like, whoa. The fight, the the Sub Zero fight. There's not a Sub Zero fight. He just loses. He like he fights that one guy, freezes him, and then when he fights Liu Kang, he loses quickly. There's not really a fight. The Scorpion fights somewhat okay. The only good fight in that whole one uh, that I found out later was the reptile fight, and that was a fight that they filmed later because when this when they you know how they do tests, they test movies mm-hmm. out with audiences. The audience was like, it's great. It just needs more fighting. So they recorded the Scorpion fight and the reptile fight as extra fights to put in the movie that's why when the scorpion fight with uh johnny cage happens it just happens there's no setup where every other fight in that movie there's a setup you know um 
also even even too like you look back and you think like oh yeah the fight between Sonya Blade and Kano is fucking cool but then you watch it you're like oh okay it's like it's like whatever that's probably one of also the better fights but when you really go back and look at it you're like ah oh. but what works are the actors that that's a movie where they had the mm-hmm. right actors they had the perfect mm-hmm. actors they had the, they it, weren't everything. even high paid they weren't even celeb like big celebrities yeah. they just happened to be a good core group like. Christopher Lambert, yeah, fucking great as reading. And and what was it? what was the movie called? In Mortal a cheesy way though. What was the movie yeah. called? Mortal Kombat. What happens in it? Mortal Kombat because yeah. there's a yeah. fucking <laughs> fucking it's a, tournament. It's a simple fucking story. So yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It 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 is better because it is simple. But when you mm-hmm. really look at it, the fights are not that great, except for the reptile one where I was like, wow, why wasn't every fight this cool? Because you honestly, if like if you ever want to just waste some time and watch it. Watch it and really look at it. You're like, oh, that's it? I could have sworn I remembered as a kid the fight between Sub-Zero and him was cool. It's like, no, it just ends. And then Goro's, Goro, the Goro one is what we remember. Johnny Cage just punches him in the dick, runs, and then he falls. And then you rewatch it, you're like, I mean, you kind of have to give it up to the new one because at least Goro fights for a while, but it's still, but that's the thing. It still sucks. You know, the, the new one still sucks. But anyway, uh, rewatched it. But that Mortal Kombat's good because... It works because of the cast and the simple story. It was just simple. It was cool, but it was directed crappy, but it was saved by editing and fucking music. You know, it it, it just really look at it. Not great, but it's better. It's the better one. That's why it stands, I guess, the test of time. And people have such fond memories because at the time it was like, whoa, this is Mortal Kombat. You know, this is, oh, they did it, you know, and they did. But... Paul Anderson, the shitty one, is just such a horrible director. Real bad. Anyway, but yeah. Yeah, they're fucking sucked. Huh? The rest are fucking sucked. Did he do that one? Paul Thomas. Oh, did he? (laughs) (laughs) There will be blood. That fucking was a whack movie. Yeah. You said the wrestler, right? Yeah. No, it's Darren Aronofsky. Yeah. Yeah. My fault. I got my my white guys uh, mixed up. But yeah, I just I just wanted to get, let you guys know. Oh, and then someone someone told me like, "Hey, watch the animated uh Mortal Kombat Revenge of Scorpion or whatever." I started watching that today and I just can I was just like, <laughs> "What? It's not bad, but it's Wait, like What was that on? It's on HBO Max." No, but was it on Spike or something? No, this was a actual an two home animated feature like a year ago or a few months oh, okay. ago. And I, wa- it- I I watched a bit of it and I was like, "I I just I I just not in the mood right now." So I stopped was it. it. Wasn't there more comment like an animated series on? Yeah, on there, there was an animated series. There was a live action. There's a ton of Mortal Kombat shit, man. But I don't know if there was one on Spike. That I don't know. That I don't know. But uh, yeah, that was uh, my movie review of the old Mortal Kombat movie. Still better than all the everything else that was Mortal Kombat, but the shitty Anderson sucks. So that's all I gotta say. Anyway. This week, gentlemen, I had a good chunk of games. Uh, I played new ones, but the biggest one was Resident Evil Village, a.k.a. Resident Evil 8, a.k.a. Big old lady with a booty and boobies. Big tall lady. Um, I finished it. I played it. I finished it. I fucking loved it. I thought it was great. I do want to make an episode where I talk about it. I spoil it. Um, but I'm, I'm waiting cause I actually, I loved it so much that I did a second playthrough. I'm already on my second playthrough. I'm playing through it. I had so much fun going through it the first time. 
Uh, so I don't want to ruin it for anyone listening because I know a lot of people still don't want anything spoiled and I 100% get it. All I really want to say is I thought they did a fucking great job, but everything I was hearing before, all the complaints and everything that people were saying before um, it officially released to everyone else, you know, people who had early access or early reviews, um, I guess I understand what their complaints were, but after finishing it, because hearing it, I was just like, oh man, I guess it's not that great. Or it's like a lot of people are having problems with it, right? And then I play it. I'm like, what the fuck was the problem? And yeah. then I could see what it was, but I'm not going to say it because it'll ruin it. I'll say it in, because I am going to do an episode where I spoil it because I do want to talk about it, but I want to go through my second playthrough because I had a fucking great time with it. And even going through the second playthrough, it's been real fucking fun. Um,. All I'm saying is if you're on the fence with Resident Evil Village and you're a fan of Resident Evil, just play it. Like, it's not as bad as Resident Evil 6 because <laughs> that one fucking sucked. <laughs> I hated 5 too. But um, but I, I loved Village. But what's up? I started playing it earlier. Mm-hmm. It, was, it, was, it was too light outside. Like, I, I started playing it. It was like I couldn't see anything. I just fucking gave up. But I did like that opening uh, animation for the story. That yeah. Sounded, mm-hmm. But like, fuck, this is really... Like, it's nice. Really cool. Yeah. It's a game. Um, yeah, I I really can't wait to do an ep- the episode, my spoiler cast episode, because there's a lot I want to talk about it. I really enjoyed yeah. it. Um, Joe, this is the spoiler. Yeah. Don't worry. It's not. You're not gonna get scared in this one. It's not Resident Evil Seven. You're not gonna get scared, Joe. You can play it. Don't worry about getting scared, Joe. It's not scary. You're the one that cries like a little bitch every time you play something. <laughs> At least I play them and beat them, bitch. Mm-hmm. No, but you, I, you'll dig it. I think you guys. That's why I like when I beat it. I texted Beto. I'm like, dude, I'm I'm so excited for him to play. I'm actually really excited for you to play, Joe. Because there's things in it. I think you're really gonna have fun with. I think you're, there's there's stuff in it that's like fun. It's fucking great. I, I've seen a few reviews already that kind of made make it out like that. Like it's not as as as. Uh... As, it's as, Joe proof. It's not gonna make you scared. It's not as scary. Yeah, yeah. it's not as not as. Uh, but here's uh, the thing. Here's the thing. But this is what I'll explain later. But it is. I think when you're hearing all these people complain, and and kind of be like, it's not fucking scary. It's trying to be more like Resident Evil Four. When I hear that now after beating it, I'm like, oh, it's not Outlast. You want the cheap jump scares. To you, that's scary. Five Nights at Freddy is scary because something jumps at you and screams at you. The music gets super fucking loud. That's what scary is to that person. Yeah, after it's not, I, it's, and, and it's not really. That's, it, that is not scary. It, it's just... Not, yeah. It's it can true. be. In, it in, could in be the right, if yeah. it's done well. And you know what? There are moments in this Resident Evil where it's done. I, I, there's like when I get really excited and I, I like I get scared at something, but they did such a good job to kind of build it. I oh I don't know. I clap. I clap like if someone's fucking there. But um, that's the thing. I perf- I, I I appreciate and prefer build up over just like ah the door fucking opens. You know, music goes loud. You know, I pref- that to me is the build up intention. And I even love it when it's build up intention and you're fucking afraid to go turn that corner and no payoff. I like that way more. Just the tension and no payoff. That is way better than, oh, then at the end this happens. You know what I mean? Just Yeah, no, the tension is, is to me it's more about that. Like it's, it's the tension. It's not so much the, uh, the 
the jump scares. When you when you put a good when you put a jump scare in, to me, jump scares are made by the tension. You can do a jump scare and it can get you. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a lot of cases, like in Five Nights at Freddy's or, or Outlast Two uh, D, Outlast was actually you know there were uh, there was a shitload of jump scares in Outlast, but Outlast also did a People forget that Outlast did a pretty good job of creating tension. It was that whole yeah. idea of the mm-hmm. tone. And I think that was taken, I, I want to say in the sequel, that kind of went away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, can't, I can't remember as much. It became more about the jump scare. But like jump scares work best in tandem with building, you know, that that tension and that, that heaviness. Yeah. Uh, when, when you do them by themselves, it's like you said, it just becomes empty. Like, mm-hmm. yes. It can it, it does still get you. Oh, boom! But what is afterwards? What's the effect? You're just like boom! Ah, you almost end up more frustrated and just like annoyed. You know what I mean by yeah. that? Rather than actually actually having an impact, like mm. oh shoot! And then you're like like a good one. You know when you when built properly will get you. And then you almost need a minute after to kind of like fucking write yourself. You know what I mean? You're like fuck! Like yeah. you're like holy shit! This that and you're like you're like whoa and then you continue you know as opposed to the the, the cheesy ones which are just like boom and you're just like damn it like, you know what i mean they they they, they literally just annoy you in yeah. a way yeah it, it's it's i don't know they did to me they did such a great job i really enjoyed it can't wait for you guys whenever you get around to it to play it uh and if you're out there and you're on the fence but you're a fan of resident evil i say you know give it a go man i really enjoyed it and uh Look out for my spoiler episode. I am going to do one after I finish my second playthrough. But uh, Capcom did a great job, man. They, and, you know, people, uh, I don't know, it's weird. People have their own opinions. I get it. That's cool. I have my own. And the game's not perfect. No game's perfect. I have my, like, oh, this is not what I liked about it. This isn't also what I liked about it. But as a continuation of Resident Evil, as a continuation of 7, I really enjoyed it. It was awesome. It was real great. Dig, dug it, enjoyed it. I ended up picking up Returnal for the PlayStation 5. Haven't put that much time into it, but I got a good chunk of it. Uh, a good chunk in, and it's actually really cool. Like, you know, I've played a bit of the um, roguelike games, but this one felt like, you know, I'm hearing all this stuff where people are saying, like, man, it feels like Metroid. It feels like, you know, a shoot 'em up, a shmup, and all this other stuff. And I have to agree, yeah, it actually feels and runs really well. I, I, I it wasn't until Beto told me, I did not know that fucking House Marquis did this game. Because Beto was the one who told me, he's like, yeah, the guys who did, uh, what was it called? The, the, Resolve Marquis? I'm sorry, Bismarcky or House Marquis? Okay. Uh, the ones who did Resogun, I'm like, oh shit, they did that. I'm like, I, that I was surprised, but like the feeling of it and like the snappiness of it, uh, I really liked it. Um, how everything was set up, how the gunplay was, uh, how the use of, you know, it's, this isn't anything new. If you've already heard reviews on uh, Returnal, you're, I'm basically regurgitating what a lot of people are saying, but it is true. Like a lot of the stuff with the dual sense is really nice. Uh, the way some guns perform or how you can use them as a gun like trigger like you can use one gun can have two special ways of shooting ammunition kind of like a charge one where you fully hit it down like you'll have a halfway where the the dual sense triggers will go halfway for regular shoot bursts so you shoot bursts but if you pull it all the way down that's when you use your charged up special 
and boom, you throw a uh, like rocket or whatever the the weapon gives you. But it was you know you got dashes, jumping, really cool so far. Um, I'm I'm digging it. I like the the gameplay of it. I don't feel like I will be getting bored of it. That was my one worry of like a roguelike game. Because I think the last roguelike game I played was Hades. And it was cool, but I never went back to it. I didn't hate it, but I just never went back to Hades. I don't think I ever played a roguelike game. No. So I think that this one, I, I don't know, I want to go I want to go back to Returnal. It looks really nice. It plays really, really smoothly. Uh, DualSense, the DualSense stuff is like, uh, there was DualSense, going back to Resident Evil. There's DualSense things kind of in Resident Evil, but it's not that great. It's more annoying. Uh, that's one thing I'll say that it's a little bit annoying in Resident Evil because well, like the, the haptic stuff or the, du- the haptic feedback stuff. Because like really? when you're shooting a shotgun, you ha- really have to pull the trigger. And uh, sometimes when I'm trying to shoot twice, because I feel like I'm already at the end, I don't push any harder and I'm not shooting my second shot. So I, then I get attacked by the enemy. I'm like fuck. I'm like goddamn the dual sense. Like you know, because I I was pull pushing it down, but I thought I was already all the way down trying to get yeah. that second shot. Not horrible. But not great implementation that I, I felt was in the Resident Evil 1 Village. But in Returnal, actually really nice. I liked it. It, it felt really nice where, where you go, oh, I like I like uh, haptic feedback, dual sense technology in the controller. But Quick, uh, Quickly, yeah. I was just going to ask, I mean, this is kind of going back on, on Resident Evil on, on Village. Mm-hmm. Are there separate versions? Is there a difference? in because i didn't hear a whole lot about that between like the ps5 and ps4 like because there's different versions right i mean they're the same price but i have seen like there's different there's a ps4 box version yeah there's PS5. ps4 there's ps5 uh in the ps5 one you're gonna get uh where it'll take advantage of the ps5's fast loading and um mm-hmm. ray tracing and i didn't know i i again like i've told you guys i've avoided everything on resident evil from people uh, like any, you know, trailers and any uh, reviews and even the stuff where like I, I like watching in Digital Foundry where they did a review but also a comparison with the Xbox Series X version and the PlayStation version, PS5 version. They did a comparison to it. And even that I didn't want to watch because I didn't want to see any scenes, you know, from probably ahead of the game. I didn't want to see anything. But after I beat the game, I was like, you know what, I want to watch it. I want to see what the differences were between the two. Uh, with the PlayStation 5, since it has that different type of SSD that has the fast loading, there's no loading in Resident Evil. There's no loading screen. I didn't know that. Okay. I didn't know that because I'm playing the game. So to me, this is just how the game is. It wasn't until I watched mm-hmm. it and they sh- they compared it to the Xbox One, there was an actual loading screen with like loading and the typewriter in the bottom. And I was like, it kind of gave me a pause. Like, fuck, I didn't see that at all because the PS5 had the fast loading. There's no loading. And again, it's not like on the Xbox Series X, you're waiting 20 seconds, mm-hmm. but it, it, it needed it needed enough to just have a loading screen, right? It's a noticeable. Yeah. Yeah. It it caught me off guard because the game is so seamless that I didn't see a loading screen. You get what I'm saying? Because of the fast loading. Now, if that's, of course, that's that, something that I just said. That's something you know that I would notice right off the bat because I even I mean I'm playing it. I believe I'm playing it. Well, what I mean by not no, what I mean not is not noticing it is I don't I didn't know about the PS5 version. I mean, sorry, I didn't know about the Xbox version having a loading screen. Yeah. I just thought it that would have been across the board because you're so used to seamless like open world games where you actually don't see yeah. a loading screen, you know? So I just thought, "Oh, that's across everything." But I know the PC version the Xbox Series X version and the PlayStation 4 version have that loading screen that's probably an extra 
four or five seconds maybe. I, I forgot. They did say how many seconds more it was. But again, you're talking about seconds. It's not a big deal, but I thought that was pretty crazy. Uh, you get what I'm saying? And then yeah. uh, Ray Well, tracing. I mean, it is because it's like that's something that you're not used to. You're, you definitely wouldn't be used to seeing, especially if you're already playing on a, on the version that doesn't have it. Yeah. I was just going to say like playing Resident Evil 7 – I, uh, it's something that you're used to, uh, or it's not something like, cause I, I was, I was playing through seven. One thing, you know, I'm playing it on my PS5 and I want to say that it's off of, may or may not be off of the hard, the actual HD or the, um, solid state drive, uh -huh. but that loading takes up a good amount of time. Mm -hmm. So I might actually be playing it off of the, uh, my external drive. But when I play seven, it's like, when you load into that game, it's a good fucking wait. You got to wait to get into the game. And you know, uh, you know, coming from seven and playing like how you're saying eight is seem kind of virtually almost seamless with no loading screens, that uh, would that alone would be a huge difference. Because mm -hmm. even like I'm not, I, I'm not, I don't complain a lot about loading screens, but mm -hmm. I remember at one point when I was loading seven, a couple of times where I've loaded seven up, and I've just been like, uh, is it fucking stuck? <laughs> and then I look quick, like closely at the bottom, and I see the little bar move. It was like, oh no, no, it's loading. It's just, it just, it takes a while. <laughs> But yeah, man, I, I, you know, it looks, it looks really, really cool. Yeah, it does. Uh, but yeah, Returnal, Returnal, so far what I've played, um, digging it. Can't wait to jump back more into it. But yeah, those, those were the games I played this week. And yeah, that's pretty much it. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. So see you in a bit. Hello, you're listening to 3PC News with your hosts, Jesse Lira, Robert Esparza, and Joe Ramirez. It sounds as though PS5 supplies will continue to be limited in 2022. It was never going to be easy to launch a new console in the middle of a worldwide pandemic, and Bloomberg now reports that Sony has spoken to a group of analysts about the supply constraints issues affecting PS5 supplies reportedly warning that shortages will continue into 2022. I don't think demand is coming down this year, and even if we secure a lot more devices and produce many more units of the PlayStation 5 next year, our supply wouldn't even be able to catch up with the demand, Hiroki Tokoa reportedly told the analysts. Global shortages of semiconductors, which are used to almost all computer devices, has made it increasingly difficult to continued demand for the PS5 consoles to be met. Semiconductors are a crucial part of the PS5's architecture and shortages have let delays in the console's production cycle. Ever since the PlayStation 5 launched in November 2022, it has been difficult for both retail stores and consumers to get their hands on one. Both the effect of the COVID-19 pandemic and the trade war started by the Trump administration against China has affected the ability for electronic manufacturers to get hold of these parts. It was previously reported that AMD, which produces chips for the PS5, expected shortages to continue into 2021 but the look sets to extend into 2022 as well. Sony previously has been vocal on suggesting it wants to surpass the second year sales of the PS4, which totals 14.8 million units. However, issues with particular chips needed might get in the way of this achieving that target. 
idly Sony ha would want to keep up with or even exceed the yearly sales of the PlayStation 4, but that it looks increasingly challenging at this point. In April, PlayStation CEO Jim Ryan said that the company were looking to increase PS5 supply and that he was in discussions with chip suppliers AMD, but it's clear from the latest news that those conversations have not yet borne fruit. Yeah, it's so crazy that it's like such a what's causing the shortage is like such a uh, it, it's like a not a huge part. You know what I mean? Like it's just like this little like that's causing this, and I don't know. It's so crazy. I feel like this happens all the fucking time. Well, with, with it's affecting everybody. <clears throat> yeah, and, I'm not, and, and not just the PlayStation Five, but even people who make. Um, like as I get into a lot of the lately, especially during the pandemic, getting stuff like the the Terra Onion mode or the Retro Tink, the newest Retro Tink X5 that came out, they were talking about too with the chip shortages. Certain chips that they needed, they couldn't get. They can't supply to manufacture the things that they need to do. So this is affecting not only PlayStation Five, but a ton of other people, whether big or small, to be able to get certain types of chips. But yeah, with this, um, it being harder to get PS5s, I mean, how do, how do you guys feel being owners of PlayStation 5s? I should have people that don't have it. How do you feel, us having it? <laughs> <laughs> that looks like we were like, fortunate that we jumped on uh, the day, the whatever, that week that they uh, released the pre-orders we're lucky that we were able to get them mm -hmm. there's some people that I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people that tried to get them and they just weren't as lucky as we were like, mm -hmm. so we're just like lucky that we that we were able to get ours mm -hmm. seriously I um so I have a co-worker who's been looking for it so I I just tell him every time hey this it's a, it's up it's up on this website it's up here it's up there and then he was just like, well, how, how, what do I do? I'm like, well, put it in the cart. If it's not in the in cart, you got to keep doing it. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you got to keep trying to put it in there. And he's like, well, what does this mean? I'm like, okay, it's in your cart, but this store has it where you have to wait. And once it's ready, then you can purchase it. But if you can't purchase it, you have to keep trying. And he like got super frustrated. And I was like, dude, I, it took me six hours. Like... This is just how okay, what you're gonna have to do. Like it, it's it, yeah. it sucks. Like, and he just couldn't get it. But it got to the point where he was acting like a kid and going, "Why though?" I'm like, "Because everyone's trying to get one." <laughs> Look, and like he, he's like, "But how is this working?" And I'm like, "I'm telling you, you have to go hit add to cart. If it won't let you, you keep hitting add to cart until it gets there. Then if you get to your information." And it still won't let you. You have to keep trying. Why? Because everyone's trying to fucking get it. And like he kept doing that. And I just got so fed up. I'm like, you know what? I never fucking got one. So I'm just lying to you. I never got one. <laughs> fuck. Who gives a fuck? And he's he just said, like, why? He's like, yeah, why? He just kept going. Why? though? Like, why? And I'm like, because fuck you. That's why. <laughs> he uh, and I was getting super pissed off. And you know what? No, I'm just kidding, dude. I don't know. I'm, I'm fucking lying to you. I, and he's just like, no, man, no, but for real. I'm like, no, because you keep fucking asking me the same fucking shit, and I'm giving you an answer, and you don't want to hear that answer. And, like, I got pissed. I was like, mm -hmm. you don't hear that answer. And honestly, this is how it has to be. You're not the only one who has to do this. You have to fucking, and I'm getting mad because I'm rethinking about everything. I'm like, this is what you <laughs> got to do, dude. Like, you have to do it. 
and I hope you don't get one. Yeah, I, I did say that. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm like, I hope you don't fucking it, get one. It, it's funny because there's a lot of people, like, especially in my leagues that are in the same boat where they're just like, I can't get one. It's probably not going to get one until next year. And then, like, many other guys in the league that already had one are like, yo, man, it's like, really? Like, a couple of people were like, I don't really understand how you can't, how you're saying you can't get one. Because they say the, the same thing. They're like, if you really want one, they're there. Uh, and, and, like they do the same thing, like follow Wario, do this, do that, and it's like it is. It's not easy. Yeah. But like, if you put in, it's it's never gonna be as simple as just, oh, they're there, cool. I'm gonna jump on the website and hit the button. It's there. I'm gonna order. And it's like that. It's not gonna be that simple. But if you really want one and you're up to speed, you, you'll get one. It's just, yeah, it's gonna take more work. Yeah. Some people just don't want to try. And that's what I said. I said it took me three hours the first time, and I couldn't get it. And then another three hours, and I was able to get it. So it was a total of six. Yeah. It took me six hours to get the fucking PlayStation. Yeah, like, uh, like I mean, I got lucky. Like the first time that Wario posted that the Amazon link, yeah. I got it right away. Like I was lucky, but that I was we all got that. Yeah, and like even with other things, like it had, not just that. Like there's been times where I waited, like the NES classics when those came out. Mm-hmm. That took me a couple of days to try to get. Like you just gotta <laughs> fucking keep trying. Don't fucking be an asshole. It, Try once and you say you can't get it. And, and here, here's the thing. And I know, look, for some, and I've said this before, and Joe even said it right now too. Some people can't dedicate that time, and I understand it. But you have to. Yeah. You have to. If you really want one, you have to fucking do it. And it it sucks. Yes, we had to do it. It fucking sucked. But you know what's cool? We got we got that over with a long time ago. It probably is even tougher now. You know, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna get one just to get one. See if I can rub it in their faces. Pretty sure I can get one easily. Yeah. <laughs> People don't try. It, it's it's that's the thing. And for anyone right now, even listening, if you're still trying to get one, I'm not I'm not lying. Like you literally have to be on it for hours. Like you're gonna have to keep trying. It, that's all it, it is. And honestly, now that I think about it, I haven't seen Amazon posted up yet. Yeah. In a while. I wonder if they're just holding it until they get a good batch so they can just easily, you know, so it's not just like, well, we got, to them, like, 500 is probably so small. So, like, we got 500, which will last a second. They're probably, I don't know if they're stockpiling it and just opening it up because they know it only lasts five minutes or something. I don't know. Sony has revealed new Midnight Black and Cosmic Red editions of the PS5 DualSense controller, and they'll be releasing in June. Announced on the PlayStation blog, the new controller continues two-tone approach of the original white DualSense, with Cosmic Red adopting a red and black look, and the Midnight Black offering a subtle black and gray approach. Both controllers will go on sale next month, but release dates will vary by region, which will be releasing on June 11th in the United States. While Sony has yet to announce a new look for the PlayStation 5 console, Designer Leo Cardosa says that the new controllers have been designed and complement the existing white and black machine. We designed the colors around the theme of Galaxy as it felt like a natural progression from the original PS5 and the accessory design, he explains. Fellow designer Satoshi Ayogagi added that both new controllers additions feature a subtle blue hue that produces unique shades of red and black. A blue hue is also present in the original DualSense wireless controller colors, so all three colors complement each other nicely. Despite the color differences, including the difference between the button symbols coloring, both new controllers are functionally identical to the existing white DualSense controller. 
So you guys, I know you guys saw this. What'd you think of the new colors, the new controllers of the DualSense colors? Um, not particularly. I have no huge opinion on on them mm. either way. I, I think it was silly not to have. I, I, when I saw them, I was like, yeah, I knew this was gonna happen, but I thought it was silly for them not to have some kind of an alternate color right off the bat, anyways. But I mean, it is what it is. I have two of the white ones, and I'm not. I'm not gonna like. <laughs> return one and go get a, a different yeah. color one at this point i'm just like oh this is what it is mm -hmm. I, I i don't yeah i yeah, like even series x basically i mean they're all the controllers are all kind of the same anyways for xbox but they had the the black one and the the, the red one or the blue one they had the blue one up. and then they yeah. have the red one and now that they have like a the, the a, blue one was the official right like kind of like done in the same because I want to say that the red one was still more of a just a regular Xbox controller, like the old one. No, sort of, it's the new it? design. Oh, it wasn't? Okay. The ones are the new design, yeah. These okay. colors are the new design, and then they just came it's, out with a camo red, and they just came out with a neon yellow. It's so minor. It's not like a huge It's not like a huge deal. Mm -hmm. Like, But it was just for people that like that wanted a, a an X, uh, or that wanted an extra controller for Xbox, it was nice to have that extra choice. Yeah. You really didn't have that with PlayStation uh, 5 in the beginning. So, I mean, I knew it was coming. It's I'm more just a little, I'm just slightly annoyed. That I was like, you guys should have had a second color option from the start. But whatever, you know. Better? Yeah, I mean, I, they were kind of, I don't know. I wasn't really impressed with the colors. I didn't care for them. Like, I'd rather buy another white one instead of these. Like, I'm hoping that they, they come out. Like, it's just really small shit. It's just a controller. I get it, but. I, like I'm hoping that they come out with other colors sooner than later because I I mean this first batch so far is really I don't really care for them like I'd rather just get another white one. Mm -hmm. I was actually surprised. I well I like I was telling you earlier, Bethel, the colors that were chosen, I was not I knew one was gonna be black. So the look of the black one, I was like, yeah, it's what I thought it was going to be. Because yeah. how PlayStation usually does it is they'll stick with the same color of a part of their controller. And then the other part will be the color. So I knew that was going to happen. I knew they were just going to keep that part that was black already black. And then the op whatever color they were going to do was going to be the opposite. Uh, the red one looks more maroon than anything. But uh, I'm a fan of the red controllers. So I'm a whore and I'll buy one of those. Uh, Maybe but I, you know, I know what you mean, Joe. Like they should have had it in the beginning, but I'm actually surprised. This is actually early, early for them, because I honestly thought they weren't gonna come out a year later until for new colors. Because usually for Sony, they take so long, and this is still long. I agree with you. There should have been a color option sooner, but I'm uh, like again, I'm not trying to give them credit because I still think it took long. But I'm surprised that it's actually coming out now, because to me, Sony just seems like oh, we do colors like a year after, you know. Yeah, that's why I was surprised. So maybe the the red looks more maroon because it's the contrast with the uh, the black it makes it look like that. Probably I don't know, but I don't know. We'll see when it comes out. But yeah, I want I want to see more colors with it, like a silver and black or a fucking yellow and black would be dope. If we get a silver one, that look cool. Yeah, I mean, there's gonna there's gonna be colors later. So yeah, but yeah, it's, I don't know. It's it's weird. Xbox has always been like, hey, here's all these new colors. You know, they're like quick to just kind of throw out colors. But Sony isn't. I always find that weird. Hopefully, it come out with like uh, that berry color one. That like it's like a oh like yeah a yeah Tiffany green one color with like a purplish color. I, that's like my favorite remote that I've had. <laughs> Fucking awesome. So I'm hoping they come out with that kind of like, colorway like that. Yeah. 
All news and articles are from publications like IGN, Gotaku, Destructoid, Engadget, GameSpot, and Polygon. You've been listening to 3PC News. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. So, a few episodes ago, I know, Bethel, you started listening to it. A friend of ours, we all know him, Mr. Steve Ming was on the show. I interviewed him, uh, talked to him, talked about how we met, his life in video games, or his his time, how he grew up with video games, and being a father in video games and all that stuff. Did you guys end up listening to that episode at all? I know, Bethel, you did. I did not. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. No, no, no. I just, you know, so, but you did listen to it, right, Bethel? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Fuck you, dick. <laughs> Fuck you holding the Mr. Mosquito fucking cartridge. The game, the I knew he was going to, mm. what was that? Twenty nine ninety nine. I thought it was 20. I could have sworn you got that for 20. Um, but anyway, in, in that episode, Joe, uh, we're talking and Steve was talking about his, uh, experience with playing video games when he was young. Now we've had those talks. We've talked about it here on the podcast. We've talked about um, that. But one thing that has been unanimous with all of us when it comes to growing up, and I would say it's more with Bethel, but it was fun to hear Steve talk about it. Was Giant Video Plus? Yeah. And oh yeah. It made me think of, and Joe, you you had time with it. I just know it from the legend. Now it's been the legend because of Steve and Bethel and and Joe. But uh, more talking about games now. Games as a rental. Like renting games was back in the day. I I came to realize that kids growing up now where you have Game Pass. You know, it's on the Xbox. If you have an Xbox, you got Game Pass. It's kind of like renting games and being able to play them and if you don't like them that's fine because you're not spending $60 you're spending like 15 a month probably even mm-hmm. less with how many games you can yeah. play um or even now kids are just so used to like oh you know you get you know pe- i have nephews and stuff who are just the concept of buying something physical makes no sense when they could just download it right but yeah. we grew up in the time where you would go and rent games go to giant video plus go to blockbuster any rental store whatsoever when you guys think of that, what are the memories you guys have of Giant Video Plus? And I know we've talked about it a lot, but also, do you think something like that is lost? Do you what? Do you think people lose something from not being able to go to some sort of retail store or or chain video store and being able to rent and l- grab your game and rent a game for a few days instead of having this barrage of just like whatever you want at your fingertips? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would say the the kind of lose that feeling of excitement with with uh with the rental place because i remember i remember going to giant video plus and just i dude i would go to giant video plus i had a sega and i would look at all the games that i wanted to try out on the sega mm-hmm. and then i'd pick out my game i then i just start browsing through the super Nintendo games. oh this game looks awesome this game looks so cool 
Like, oh man, I wish I had a Super Nintendo so I could play this game. Then go to the porn section real quick. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it's just like, I, dude, I'm honestly, I, I would get, I would get lost in there for like an hour. So, so many times where that I, one of the employees would be like, hey, you okay? You need help in here? It's like, no, nah, I'm just looking around. It's like, oh, okay, just let me know if you need help. I'm like, okay. But like, I that's how long I would be in there. I just, I just because I would just enjoy just being in there with all those video games. It was a lot of fun. Like, I feel now just kids just look at a list of games. And not kids, but people just look at a, a list of games and want to try out a bunch of stuff and then just like, read about it instead of just like looking at the back of the case, which is like, oh, oh like, I mean, it's nostalgic, but it's always like, part, it's, for me, it was part of the fun, just kind of looking at all those cases, reading the back cover, back covers of them. So, I, yeah, I feel like they, they, they lose a bit of excitement. It's really just, uh, um, it's a nostalgic, like when you look at the, the idea of a video store, it was a, it was just, it was more like a sign of the time, like a, like a sign of, of that time, you know, like that's how we did things before, prior to digital distribution becoming this huge thing, I don't know, it was, um, it also goes to show you, or it goes to say in a lot of ways, how, you know, we've become such a, impersonal like society where like yes but back in the day you went to a video like if you wanted to rent a movie like no bullshit like i've seen memes on this and shit and it's really the truth but like friday nights at fucking blockbuster were popping it was fucking busy it was a shit ton of people and you always ran into somebody and it was just like everyone was just like yo man what's up it's that's just it was a it was a very you know uh social thing to do you went there still remember you get your candies they had all that shit they had the line we got all the stuff uh you got your movies you know and uh prior to blockbuster you know being such a being the big chain it was you know like for us it was smaller like in, i'm gonna just speak for santa paula but it was like giant video plus it was um i remember before it was giant video plus when it was just giant video and it was situated as and this is just for us you know you think, like in santa paula over where bonds and shit that Mm-hmm. That's where Giant Video was. That's 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 before it became the plus. Um, I remember the Videola. There was Videola. There was uh, which uh, one was the one that was in that good little time? Good time video was that? Yeah, good time video. I want to say that was over in. Um, that was actually really close, right next to where the big building that Giant Video Plus was at. Yeah. Um, prior to that, there was the Videola. The Videola used to be, if I'm not mistaken, and it might have changed names was where the bike shop is at on Harvard. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the video. Then there was the Good Time video, which was over across the street from, in in that shopping center across the street from where um, uh, um, Puerto Loco is. It was across the street from Puerto Loco. On the other side, that's where in that shopping center, that was another video store. And then there was yeah. a video store in at the end of town where the bonds is at. So those three were the main ones, I remember, for for the time. And I think there was even a smaller one. Do you remember the one that was on Main Street in that little alley where all those shops are? I forget what the name of that one. Yeah. It was real. I do, actually. It was small. Yeah. Oh, wait, that was... I remember seeing the first, like, first ever, like, a PlayStation uh, case for that. The big ones, remember those places? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The first ones, I remember seeing that. I want to say that that was... 
want to say that they're the ones that ended up merging with Giant Video. Oh, really? Could be. I could be wrong, but I do remember that one, and I remember having a video card to that one too. I had video. We had video cards to all of them to go. I think you know that's. I think that one. Then they. I think they ended up moving like right across the street from there too. Oh, okay. But yeah, it was. I it was the. It was a social thing. You went and you rented movies. That was kind of like the whole. Um. It was the. You know, thing and the same same with games. You know, you looked at movies, you looked at games, you you would uh, you know, you had the boxes there, you could look at the games and everything like that. That's how we decided what we rent, how what we rented. You know, it was so much more important, and that's why it was so much more important. You know, uh, game art, like the boxes on the yeah. art, were so much more important back then because that's basically what you decide how you decided whether you rented a game or not. You'd get some vague shit in the back talking about what the game was about, or you know, maybe you already knew, maybe you already played something in advance. But a lot of times, you just went up off by the box, and you're like, yeah. "All right, this looks fucking cool. I'm gonna rent it." And more times than not, yeah, it was shit. But yeah. you know, this was a different time. You didn't have the internet to go and research. You know, like, is this a good game or not? Or is it worth my time? Yeah, it was just a different. It was a different time. Now it's like, in a way, it does suck because there, you lose that that uh, that social aspect of looking for things you know you already know what you want it can you, you can digitally get it you don't have to go and buy anything you don't have to go anywhere to get your stuff you know there's pluses and there's there's pros and cons to it but you know it's it, it, it at that time it was just the norm i was i remember uh, being at giant video plus once <laughs> and uh i went there i is when space jam had first come out on vh I got it. I don't know if I told the story before. I got it. I went to the counter, started paying for it, and they gave me the, the whatever the price was, and I was short by five cents. And I was like, oh, I don't have five cents. And then the girl's like, oh, yeah, I can't I can't give this to you. I was like, oh, okay, like, really? He's like, yeah, you, you're going to need the five cents. She's like, she's like, just telling me, like, you're going to, I can't just give this to you. You're going to need five cents. And I just remember fucking being all bummed out. I couldn't rent it. I went home. Like, I wanted to cry. I was like, fuck, I didn't have the money for this shit. I was like, fuck. So I went home. I just got the five cents, and I went back and rented it. But, like, I was like, for five cents, like, really? Fucking, like, that shit, like, even back then, five cents was nothing. Like, just yeah. fucking, you know, fucking, uh, the, the movie, goddammit. But, yeah. Like, Giant Video Plus? Yeah. What if you, you should have just started that's crying in front of it. That's probably because of the owner, Duke. Yeah. Duke was no, a fucking asshole. No, I'm pretty sure, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, I'm pretty sure he's fucking, there's some places that are, like, if Did you, you ever see him? No. <laughs> Did you ever know who which guy it was? No. He looked like he had a beard, and he—I want to say—and he—he was in a lot of pictures because he would go to the events and at block at, at Giant Video, he had his stuff up there, and they would—and there was some shit autographed to Duke, and they, I want to say his name was Duke. And whenever I fucking saw him, I just looked like even as a kid, I'd see him, and I'd be like, I never had any bad interactions with him, but I was like, that was a fucking asshole. <laughs> he just—he just struck me as that. No, but Dude, there's some places that, like, if you're short by fucking, like, pennies, they're, like, they'll get on you for that shit. I remember being at, when we worked at the movie theater, there's, there'd be, like, if you're short a dollar or something, they'd fucking be like, hey, why are you short a dollar? It's like, we, we make fucking hundreds of transactions yeah. a day. Like, you're, you're fucking mad at me for losing a dollar? Like, what the fuck is that shit? Yeah. Yeah, I, I had to, I had to be, uh, at times I was a cashier, and I would always, like, they would always be like, oh, you're, you're, you're things off by, like, you know, I never got hit up a lot, but it was always like, ah, oh, you're off by this much. You're like, oh, okay. But even if I was off by more, I'm like, well, I'm not fucking stealing it. That's for damn sure. I'm not making, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm not making this. Hey, guys. Yeah. 
one dollar a day, I'm gonna be fucking rich, fucking robbing these guys. It's like, dude, fuck out of here with that bullshit. But, I think I yeah. remember one time they were like, "You're, you're short ten cents," and I put my hand in my pocket, and I'm like, "There you go." Yeah, yeah you're just like, what I'm do? Ten cents, man. Um, it with it like you also had the moments where you'd be whether it was a movie or mostly like a game where you go, "Oh man, I want to play this game," and you'd grab it. And when you go to the counter, they're like, oh, it's we don't have any more. Like, it's, it's out. Yeah. We're, we're out yeah. of stock. And it's like, fuck, that sucked. But, up there. Right? It's like, out you there. You mean to tell me? You mean to tell me that you guys didn't do your own fucking inventory? Yet? When they took more than like a minute finding it, you're like, fuck. Because like, you just oh, see shit. them going like looking for the disc or looking for the cartridge, and you're like, fuck. And you want to be like, can you look back at the returns? Like, can you check in there? Like, and sometimes you would see those employees who would go look to see if it was in the return area or whatever. But then it's like, fuck. And then you go like, damn it. And then while you're waiting and you know, like, man, this is taking longer than it is. They don't have it. You think about like, okay, what else did I see that I wanted? Maybe that I wanted to rent. But sometimes, not all the times, it would force you into like, well, okay, I guess I'll rent this game because I want to leave here with a game. And sometimes that would be an amazing game. It wasn't the game you went there to get, but it was actually a game that surprised you, you know? And for yeah. me, that was Metal Gear. Yeah. I talked shit about Metal Gear to friends because I was like, oh, the cover's white. That's whack. That means it's a whack game. It's, it's It ain't fly, yo. You know, because that's how we and talked how, back in the day. Now you think about it, how, like, the, the white cover, it's like, that's a fucking dope cover. Yeah. No, I know. It's cool. <laughs> uh, I still remember. It was, rival, it was rival schools. It was rival schools that I was uh, renting. And they got it. They put it in the box. I, I went into the car, but my dad always told me to check and look at the discs just to make sure they're in there yeah. and everything's not, like, scratched or whatever. And I remember that Rival Schools had two discs, and this one only had one. So I'm like, oh, Dad, it doesn't have the second one. So he's like, okay, let's get off. I get off. I'm like, oh, this is supposed to have two discs, but it only has one. And they're, they, you know, they're searching for it. And they're like, oh, yeah, we can't find it. Do you want to rent something else? I'm like... All right, I wanted to rent rival schools, but whatever. And then I'm like, you know what? I need to find a two disc game. And then I was like, oh, I'll just rent this Metal Gear game. Fuck it, it's two discs. And that was awesome. Because I, rem- yeah. I still remember the girl went like, oh, this game's awesome. You know, she got like super excited. And, you know, yeah. I've said the story a million times. But that was something that I discovered because I didn't have the first option that I had. But I discovered yeah. it because I just chose a two disc game. Yeah. So. Why did Rival Schools have two discs? Uh, there was the uh, I want to say there was the arcade one, and then there was like a like a compilation mini game disc, like where you can play soccer. Like it was just like one could be like their goalies, and you had that like you would ha- use the characters. If I if I remember correctly, I want to say that's what the second disc was. Actually, now let me look it up. Sounds no like. Yeah, but I knew that's what I like. I wanted the full experience of Rival School, so <laughs> like I ain't gonna get fucking. What if I got the just the the mini game disc? Then I would have been like, "Well, where's the fighting game?" Yeah, it's a two disc. One was an arcade disc. Uh, two disc. The arcade perfect translation plus the enhanced evolution disc. Okay, so maybe I'm wrong. So you had the arcade version, and the evolution one was probably more for like, kind of like a multiplayer or like a more enhanced multiplayer kind of like extra moves like you have an arcade version and then the one where we have like the better supers or something is my guess so i yeah, think i'm wrong about the version, but not arcade version. yeah basically so yeah so two discs and, I, and they only had one so i knew i knew i was like hey give me the two discs 
But that's, I mean, that was, that's just something like I, you experience things. Or even like we've talked about this, Bethel, where we had Sega Genesis games, consoles. But sometimes I'd be like, Look and oh man, Super Nintendo that game looks cool. Is that for the Sega? Does it, do they have it for the Sega? It's like no. Yeah. Like, damn, I wish I had a Super Nintendo. But uh, I wish I was honestly. I wish I kind of was more uh, adventurous with uh, my Sega's my Sega rentals because I think I would have found more. Because like now being older and being able to see more people talk about like, hey, this was a great game for Sega. I find stuff that I'm like, man, I probably would have really dug this game when I was a kid. I just didn't give it a chance because I guess the box wasn't there or I just didn't think it looked good. Um, I mean, so like like Joe says, there's pros and cons for, you know, um, both being able to like search something or just like look at it in the box because the box was like what would sell you on it. And even just like great, great like stories of just like me and my cousin Renting Pokemon Snap, thinking it was going to be lame, and it was amazing. So, like, just there's a lot of stuff when it comes to rentals, stuff like Blockbuster and Giant Video Plus. But back to Giant Video Plus, Bethel, I wanted to see for the audience that has been with us from the beginning, hearing about Giant Video Plus with the best way you can, Bethel. Try to describe how was Giant Video Plus. Like, how was it walking in? What did you see? What were the sights? What were the sounds? What were the smells? Like, if you could describe, if you had to, if someone said, dude, describe Giant Video Plus to me because I didn't grow up around that time. I don't know how it is. Describe. What's the best way you can describe it? Uh, man, honestly, it's, I, I mean, growing up, like, when you're a kid, everything, like, feels like, way like 10 times bigger right mm-hmm. so walking into a giant plus it just felt like like uh endless amount of games and movies for me because you could find so many things on there like you some obscure shit some some like kung fu movies that like like you've never seen comedy movies action movies there's like so many sections of just genres there's like a endless variety of uh of uh of movies pretty much in games that's what it felt like as a kid like now you 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 go on netflix and sometimes you fucking spend like 10 minutes trying to figure out what to watch right that's kind of like how that was growing up just like but just everything was physical mediums pretty much so mm-hmm. that's it just a giant building of movies and games the game section wasn't huge but it was still I mean, it was it was huge, but nothing compared to like all the movies that they had and stuff. So it was only what like three consoles back then. Yeah, I think Sega Saturn games, Super Nintendo games, and Sega games. But yeah, man, it's just like almost endless amounts of uh, selections. So. Like I can't picture any smells. I just remember a lot of like light blue. <laughs> light blue? Oh, really? Yeah, because oh. yeah. it's the color of the, the color of the building. So to wrap up this this segment of video game rental stores, this basically is the Giant Video Plus of episodes. What's your takeaway from Giant Video Plus? What is your your final words on it? We've talked about Giant Video Plus so much on this podcast. What does it mean to you? What are your final words for? It? I don't know, just a, I don't know, just growing up was just really the the place to be for me. Like like especially in the summer times. Like, uh, that's, I would just gather up whatever money I can find and just try to go rent a game or a movie. It's, it's really, 
just all just like uh, nice memories, really. Like I, I don't, I have nothing but fond memories of not just Virginia Video Plus, just the rental places itself in itself. But John Video Plus is always like, uh, like whenever it gets brought up or whenever we talk about like old like rental places, like I think of that. I don't think of Blockbuster. I don't think of anything else. I just like have fond memories of Giant Video Plus. I would agree. Yeah. Like, I mean, I have, I have nothing but good memories. It's part of my childhood. And I'll never forget that I was able to experience that a lot of people won't ever experience. Um, I will always fondly remember their horror movie section because they had a room because like, everything was separated into rooms. They had like new releases out, out front, um, and they had like rooms for different genres. And uh, horror movies were in like when you first walked in. I still remember walking in, and it was like I think it was the first room straight, uh, and you could see uh, like stuff like that. And that was really fucking cool. I used to always like going into the horror movie section and just looking at stuff because they had a you know they had a bunch of old shit. You know, I mean mm-hmm. obviously they had new stuff, but like a lot of old classics and. Um, yeah, that was, uh, you know, at the time prior to Blockbuster, I was like, you know, as a kid, you're like, this place is going to be here fucking ever. It was the best. It was literally like the best video rental shop, you know, that I'd ever seen at the time. You know, and I'm sure there were some, you know, in bigger cities, um, depending on where you went, there were some fucking really cool ones. But, you know, I didn't know any better. So, yeah, I have really fun memories of it. If you guys want, like, uh, just, like, a tiny feeling of how it felt at Giant Video Plus, there's this video store called Selzer's Video in Ventura. Mm-hmm. Right across the street from Selzer's Records, which is a really good a local store. Uh, but it's Selzer's Video is a, a video rental store that's... That I haven't gotten into there in, and gone in there in fucking years, but you, it, I'm, the last time I went there, it... it had that tiny bit of nostalgia to it. It's really it's a it's a giant just a, a giant store with like a a bunch of a variety of movies too. So I don't even know how they keep it running to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, they do. It's like I'm always like, how oh. fucking awesome, dude. I think yeah. it's the community. The, every yeah, time I, I every time I hear is like, hey, we got to save this, we got to do it, and every time I hear about it, and it's still around. So I guess the community yeah, does get together. I'm there's a um, also there's a do, there's a document. I don't know if I told you guys about that one already. Maybe I already brought it up, but like I think like Hulu or is it Amazon that has the documentary about the last blockbuster? Oh yeah, one of the last blockbusters. I watched it. It's pretty fun. It's a pretty good watch, and it just kind of like it definitely if you, if you're into the nostalgia of how things were uh, prior to you know, like how video rental stores were, it's a good watch. I would yeah. recommend that. I don't know if I said where that place was, but it's <laughs> it's in Ventura, California. Yeah, South. you did. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, when did uh, Giant Video Plus go away? I don't remember, dude. I don't either. But it was—I want to say it wasn't. It was either before or not long after Blockbuster came up. Once oh, Blockbuster right. came, it changed everything. And I want to yeah. say it was a lot of places that just became—you know—they just had so many. You couldn't compete with that. They had so many copies of everything. You know, yeah. like most video stores didn't have that many copies of new release movies and once uh once once they came out it, it killed a lot of the competition i mean all all i have is really memories of blockbuster i think i might have gone into giant video plus once as a kid but so it's your fault that it 
close. <laughs> I, you know, for Blockbuster, just the only memories is like, yeah, like Joe said, just going to Blockbuster when it was popping, renting, renting stuff, renting stuff with when my cousin would come over. Um, a lot of the uh, renting and getting those Coca-Cola cards. If you buy Coca-Cola, you can rent two for the price of one because you buy a Coca-Cola with your, you know. Uh, yeah. They did that stuff, so that was really cool. But yeah, that's the memories I have of those. Um, actually, I don't even remember when Blockbuster ended up closing here. When did Slumdog Million? When did Slumdog Millionaire come out? Oh, really? Was it around that time? Because I bought that Blu-ray, and uh, I never watched it. From when they were closing? Yeah, like <laughs> my last couple of months. Damn. And it was around the time that that movie came out. Maybe like the year before. It was I like two thousand nine. Yeah. Something. I want to say one time I tried to buy like see like oh I wonder what games they have for cheap but I think everyone got the good shit before yeah so but yeah now it's a uh, it's a uh, it's a Panda Express yeah it's delicious wait it's a Panda <laughs> it's a the Blockbuster is now a Panda Express and a Verizon store because they, they it was so big they, mer- yeah. they, they oh, cut yeah. it Dark in half combo. yeah so no it's not a Verizon store it's Spectrum now oh is it Spectrum yeah. Oh, was it was Verizon, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, now it's a Spectrum one. Okay. I don't pay attention. But yeah. Well, that's gonna be it for this week. If you want to send us any questions, comments, or concerns, you can send it to us at thirdpartycontrolpodcast at gmail.com or on our Instagram at thirdpartycontrolpodcast. Remember, it's thirdpartycontrolpodcast with a three R D. Thanks for listening. I am your host Jesse P S Libra with Beto Sparza and. And we may not be as good as everyone else, but we kind of get the job done later. No, but yeah, dude, like, wherever, wherever you want to go eat, I just want to hang out. It's been too long. I want to yeah. hold you, Joe. I'm going to hold you. I'm going to touch no. you inappropriately. Kiss no. the old lips. You're going to feel something. No. No. I'll be like Chuck Berry and fart your mouth. I'm like, <laughs> give a little kiss. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen that video, Joe? No. no you, have you heard about it? No. He gets a prostitute. Chuck Berry, he gets a prostitute, and he gets her to eat his ass, but he farts in her face. <laughs> But before he does, before he farts in her face, he goes, "Go ahead, give it a little kiss." <laughs> Fucking weirdo. <laughs> so every once in a while, I'll be out for you guys. Go, go ahead, give it a little kiss. <laughs>